Explore our wide range of plans by calling United Healthcare today at 1-855-MEET-UHC. That's 1-855-MEET-UHC. Annual enrollment begins October 15th and ends December 7th, so call today. Made to Shine. Real stories from Shane Company customers. My aunt lives in Long Island. Growing up, we were really close. She's always been really accepting and very supportive. She's a little sassy and even rides a motorcycle. This year, I really wanted to do something special for her and let her know how much she means to me. So for her birthday, I got her a bracelet and I had it engraved with our initials to represent our bond. She loves it. Remind someone how special they are with a personalized gift. Shane Company, fine jewelry since 1929. Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060. Give a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Right here on KDOS A1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It is Friday. It is October 13th. It is a Friday spread by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. The weekend specials for you. 45-day dry-aged choice beef tomahawk rib steaks at $24.99 a pound. Prime pork country-style ribs at $3.99 a pound. And fresh all-natural jumbo party-style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound. Visit them at 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. We still have the $100 gift certificate available for you. And if you are today winner, make sure you're coming with your week end bet we'll put five dollars on it and the objective is to have money at season's end for charity so far we're six and oh looking to go seven and oh over the course of the weekend let's briefly recap today's poll questions before we dive back into the nfl slate uh the kdos 1060.com poll question is who do you have sunday in los angeles the cardinals plus seven or the Rams minus seven it's getting a little tighter here. Rams minus seven leading the way at 57% of the vote. Cardinals plus seven at 43%. We officially give our answer around 1130 today. Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. It's a big time Pac-12 matchup in Seattle between the undefeated Oregon Ducks and the Huskies. Who do you have Saturday afternoon? Oregon plus three, 85.7% of the vote. Washington minus three at 14.3%. That too is answered around 1130 today. We'll make room for Kyle Soapy of Pro Football Network joining us at 1115 to have an NFL prop bet discussion. So we'll do that with Kyle around 1115 today. Continuing with our NFL games here, Bob, uh, we have the Colts and the Jaguars. The Colts plus four and a half. The Jaguars minus four and a half over under sitting at 40, 44 and a half. It's going to be Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And I completely forgot about this revenge game for Gardner as he used to be a part of the big time the the Jags organization uh Trevor Lawrence last week against the Bills 8.2 air yards per attempt so the question here is did he and the offense find something in rhythm to kind of get this offense going the Jaguars defense is holding opponents to 81.6 yards per game on the ground and now the Colts will have Jonathan Taylor for a second game back and then what do you do with Zach Moss 
Uh, that's a good question. That's uh, something we talked about with John McKechnie uh, from our fantasy uh, discussion last Tuesday. And my belief is as they trade, they're, it's not like the Colts are known to making brilliant decisions over the years. Uh, as long as anybody from uh, the Ursay family has been running the organization, seems like they've done a lot of stupid things. Uh, they'd be doing another stupid thing if they don't trade Zach Moss here by the uh, end of the month. They've obviously paid for Moss has 800-plus yards rushing. If you can cumulative over his last eight games going back to last season when Taylor has been out or last week when he was limited as far as you know, coming back and playing. Uh, to me, I think Indianapolis has a much better chance to win games this season if Minshew is the quarterback. Uh, I'm definitely interested in them here. Jacksonville's pass defense has been awful this season. And uh, I know Trevor Lawrence, the air, air yards thing was better but he still sucks in the red zone, uh, even last week, with many inaccurate throws. In fact, he has completed 40% of his passes in the red zone this year. 40%. That will have to improve if the Jags want to get better. Uh, the Saints and the Texans here. Saints minus 1.5, Texans plus 1.5, over-under sitting at 42.5. You know, I've heard so much this week about oh, Derek Carr and the offense. They're back. And I, I'm thinking to myself, you played the Patriots, and that's that's a whole disaster of a situation. I can't get on board with Derek Carr and the offense being back. Yeah, I think he showed signs of being healthier than he was the previous right. week, and maybe yeah. he shouldn't have been playing, and it should have been Jameis Winston. Um, but the Texans' defense, they're surrendering 112.4 yards per game on the ground. They're holding offenses through the air to 226.4 yards. C.J. Stroud has yet to throw a pick. He has seven touchdowns. Does the Saints defense confuse him a little bit and get one of those first picks I think they do this might be a question in the next segment in fact uh, uh yeah Marcus May uh is back from his three-game suspension the safety of the of New Orleans and they have a really good secondary even when he's not playing should be better with him and then they have a good defense period other than one quarter this year against uh, the Green Bay Packers and I have no idea what happened in that quarter and I was actually I actually watched the replay of that game, and I still don't know what happened there. Uh, but, you know, the uh, the Houston defense, uh, I think D'Amico Ryans looks like he's a really good head coach. Sometimes, uh, you know, you kind of jump the gun here. He's been an assistant his whole life. Five games into his head coaching career, they've been competitive, and they've overcome a lot of injuries, and they've still been competitive. Their defense has gone from 27th in the league as far as points per game last year to 11th this year. Uh, in yards, uh, it might have been. I'm sorry, I think that's yards. No, that's actually points per game. Uh, so they've gone from 27 to 11, and uh, that's a pretty, pretty much with the same players. Uh, so he's done a really good job. When we go into the Seahawks and the Bengals, the Seahawks plus two and a half, Bengals minus two and a half, over under sitting at 45 and a half. The Seahawks allow just 3.2 yards per rush, which is a league best or low or however you want to look at it basically the Seahawks defense is doing a great job against the rush meanwhile the Bengals rush for 74.6 yards per game uh flip this the other way the Bengals give up 154 yards per game on the ground and the Seahawks average 108.5 yards Joe Burrow he had a few scrambles on Sunday against the Cardinals maybe suggesting that that calf improving for him the Seahawks coming off a bye. 
not just the scrambles. They actually had a couple design rollouts for him last week against the Cardinals, so I don't think they're doing that if he's not healthy. I mean, the scrambles can be just he's running for his life, and he was running for his life. And when he had that run, for, uh, one run for the first down, like 10 or 11 yards, he had to run. <laughs> so I think that was, a, that was not a designed part of the play. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he actually did have design rollouts for a couple of those big plays, I think that showed that they were confident that he felt better. So we'll see. Actually, I prefer this to, uh, over the total in this game than anything else. I wish Geno were a little better, but I'm not really blaming Geno because their offensive tackle situation has you know, been awful uh, so far. So I don't think he's, he certainly hasn't had the time to throw that he did a year ago when he was one of the best, if not the best, deep ball thrower in the NFL, and that's certainly not been the case this year. The Lions and the Bucks. Lions minus three, Bucks plus three, over-under sitting at 42-and-a-half. You know, it's hard to kind of figure out what this Bucks offense is up to because Baker's been good against subpar teams, and then I would say he's been average against the Eagles. Uh, the Lions' defensive front certainly has the capability to put pressure on Baker and force him into mistakes. Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's trending to come back for Jared Goff in the offense. And just because we have to talk about it until, I guess, it gets completely uh, diminished, road Jared Goff versus home Jared Goff. Road Jared Goff, 65.1% completion percentage, two touchdowns, one pick. Home Jared Goff, 72.9% completion percentage seven touchdowns two picks this is a game on the road they've won three straight games by 14 plus points you know last week i was you know somewhat joking when was the last time they were double digit favorite i never actually found out the answer to that question but they had no problem covering last week and you know, they, it might look like that they barely covered but they were in control of that game last week uh so we'll see what's going on tampa bay mike evans has been cleared to play he had the hamstring injury two weeks ago. They had a bye last week. Both of these defensive fronts are really good. Uh, and I'm actually really surprised at uh, you know, how good the Tampa defense has played, especially because they've had some defensive backfield injuries. And it looks like those guys are all playing this week uh, from the guys that were out before. So I think this could be actually a lower-scoring game. I want to play Detroit here, but I don't – quite know when I'm getting out of Tampa, which I kind of got the, the idea from what you just said. You might have that same feeling. We're not exactly sure what we think of Tampa right now. The Eagles and the Jets. Eagles minus six and a half. Jets plus six and a half. Over under sitting at 41. The big news from today. Uh, Eagles defensive tackle Jalen Carter sprained his ankle during practice. His status versus the Jets now is in question. In addition to that, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni has said that uh, they could be without cornerback Darius Slay, who has a knee injury. So those are the two updates from this morning yeah. here. Offensively, uh, for, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to comment on that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll remember. Okay. Maybe. Offensively <laughs> here, there are more offensive line issues for the Jets with Elijah Vera Tucker being put on IR this week. We know what the Eagles defense has been able to uh, do. I don't think they'll have being holes for Brees Hall to run through like he had last week here. Uh, the Eagles have been getting Dallas Goddard more involved. Same with A.J. Brown. The questions here are, can the Eagles take advantage of some of the defensive line issues also for the Jets? Well, Goddard got involved last week, 80, 117 yards on eight catches. Before that, in the first four games, he had 88 yards total receiving for the season, total. And then he had 117 last week, so we'll see if that continues. 
I was going to be all over Philadelphia here until the Carter and Slay news had occurred like an hour ago. At least that's the first I'd heard of that. Uh, so I'm really confused now. I want no part of the Jets. I'm looking to play against the Jets whenever humanly possible because I still think that their numbers are a little bit inflated because of the preseason hype, even before, you know, the I know Aaron Rodgers certainly tapered off some there, but I still think that uh, maybe the odds maker has not totally adjusted or the market hasn't totally adjusted or a combination thereof. But because of these injury items this morning, now if I could find out before Sunday that Carter and Slay might play, uh, or if they're, if they're active for the game, that they're going to intent, they would, the Eagles aren't going to make those two guys active for the game if they don't think they're going to play. If they're active, almost for sure, unless something other strange, some other strange thing happens. This is another one of these weather games, by the way, possibly for this weekend. But uh, it's Eagles or nobody. And uh, if Carter or Slay play, I'm fairly certain I'll be on Philadelphia for sure. The Giants and the Bills. Giants plus 14. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. It's now it's now moved to 15 and a Daniel half. Jones. Yes. Yeah, the Daniel Jones thing this morning. Yeah, I'm sure that's why that happened. He's definitely out. 15 and a half. Bills minus 15 and a half. Over under sitting at 43 and a half. The Bills looking to get back on track after London. Uh, you also have the offensive line issues for the Giants. Despite several key losses for the Bills, they should still be able to uh, get yeah. some pressure there with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Revenge game for Tyrod Taylor going back to Buffalo. Another a lot of revenge games this week for quarterbacks. Apparently, no. On the other side, though, we will be joined by Kyle Soapy of Pro Football Network set to join us at 11.15 here on the other side of the break to get into our NFL prop discussion. Looking forward to Kyle joining us next here on KDOS AM 1060. Teams Out West brings NFL, NBA, MLB, and local sports talk to you Monday nights, starting at 7 on KDOS AM 1060 and the KDOS 1060 app. Maybe you've heard about semaglutide, the new FDA-approved drug helping people lose weight like crazy without strict dieting. But here's what you might not know. Red Mountain Weight Loss has full-strength semaglutide in their newest medication called Revelex. It's specially formulated to give you full-strength semaglutide without side effects. So with Revelex, you'll lose up to 15 pounds a month without stomach pain or nausea. And it's not a shot. It's a tablet. So you can skip the weekly trips to the doctor's office. But here's the best part. Revelex costs about half of what you'll pay for other semaglutide medications. That's right. I said half the price. So why go anywhere else? At Red Mountain, you get no shots, no side effects, just results. And for half the price, trust the leader in medical weight loss. Red Mountain Weight Loss has helped millions of people lose weight safely, and they can help you too. Just go to redmountainweightloss.com. That's redmountainweightloss.com. When you think about owning a home of your own, what do you see? A nice big kitchen. A garage with storage space. The kids can have their own rooms. I can see it now. Bank of America's Community Home Ownership Commitment can help you turn your vision into reality. With up to $10,000 toward your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, in select markets. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal Housing Lender. Credit and collateral are subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment. Hi, I'm Kyle at Blindster.com, and I sell custom blinds designed for do-it-yourselfers. Unlike stock blinds offered at big box retailers, Blindster blinds are custom made for your windows, and shipping is free. Don't hire an expensive pro. Do it yourself and say big at Blindster.com. 
I'm Aaron Decker with this day in sports here on KDUS AM 1060. On this day in 1962, Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice was born in Starkville, Mississippi. Drafted by the San Francisco 49ers with the 16th pick in the 1985 NFL Draft, Rice was named the NFC Rookie of the Year following his first season. Through his 20 seasons played, Rice was a three-time Super Bowl champion and made the Pro Bowl 13 times. Rice still holds the record of many wide receiver statistics such as receptions, touchdowns, and receiving yards. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2010. That's been this edition of This Day in Sports on KDUS AM 1060, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Must be 21 or older to bet. I'm Aaron Decker. Now back to KDUS Programming. Lowe's knows fall is the perfect time for outdoor projects. Right now, you can keep your yard looking its best and save. Take care of leaves with leaf blowers starting at just $89.98. Lowe's knows home improvement. While supplies last, see store for details. Carving out time in your afternoon for the Doug Gottlieb Show, right here on KDUS AM 1060, 100.7 HD2, and KDUS1060.com. Weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Welcome back to the Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. We're popping on out to the KDOS hotline, continuing our NFL prop discussion. Fortunate enough to have Kyle Soppy from Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com with us today. Kyle, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you on this Friday? I'm doing great. Getting ready for week six. We've got some action in the books. And we've got data under, you know, in tow here. Like early in the season, there's still little to go on. We're guessing a lot. But now I feel like with five weeks of information, we've got some leads. We've got some angles to exploit here, and I'm excited to talk pro. Well, let's see if we can find those angles and have ourselves a Sunday here. I typically start the conversation with the local contest. The Arizona Cardinals, they're traveling to L.A. facing the Rams. Uh, We saw what Jamar Chase was able to do last Sunday. So now you have Rams Cooper Cup being back. You can't ignore what Puka and his targets and catches have been like and the targets and catches he still got with Coop. Cup being back last week. Uh, so what do we do with these two guys on Sunday and flipping this to the Cardinals side of things with James Conner being out? Do they maybe turn to some more gimmicky type plays? Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown. How do we deploy those two this weekend? It's funny because you mentioned Jamar Chase and the potency of the Rams offense here. And I think that's where our angle comes in here. This total is set at 49 points right now, which is a little high for me. You're talking two offenses that rank below league average pace of play two top 10 third down defenses, and two low blitz teams. So I think you're going to see a high-risk-reward sort of situation on offense. You mentioned the gimmicks for the Cardinals. I think they could keep it close to the line of scrimmage. And to me, that means slow possessions without many turnovers. So I think you're going under 49 points here. I'm not sure that the Cardinals' defense is really all that bad. They've played some of the most elite running backs in the game, and that has opened up the passing game. The opponent passing games have killed them because you have to respect the run. Not so much here. Kyron Williams, under four yards per carry for the Rams. So I think the Cardinals can keep this close, keep it tight, and keep it low scoring. So I'm going under 49 points in this game. All right, Kyle. Uh, by the way, I miss you on your ESPN days, especially the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I used to love to listen to that all the time. So thanks for all there. You helped me win a couple of leagues. Uh, hey, I'd love to hear it. 
Yeah, on to the matter at hand here. C.J. Stroud certainly been impressive to start his NFL career, but this week he goes against a good Saints defense. They get Marcus May back from suspension. So maybe Stroud under passing yards, maybe he throws his first pick of the year? Picking the first pick of the year is a little is a little strong for me just because he's been so cautious, and this offense is really built around him not taking chances. But I don't mind Tingle going under here. Tank Dell is going to be out with the concussion. So it takes away his secondary pass catcher. Nico Collins is great, but we've seen him get shut down on occasion at the number one role. And the Saints are coming off their best week on defense after taking out the Patriots. So I don't mind your angle going C.J. Stroud under, thinking that maybe both teams can run the ball a little bit, melt the clock, and we see a low possession game so C.J. Stroud struggles to get to his number this week. I, I like where you're going here. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com. Follow all of his work over there and the team of Pro Football Network. Uh, the London game, for whatever reason, it seems like the Titans haven't been good on the road this year, and London now becomes the ultimate road game for them thus far. Uh, do we know enough, though, about this Ravens team and how they want to run their offense to identify some key players? Conversely here, Derrick Henry, 63 and a half rushing yards, does seem a little modest. It's modest to say the least, but, I mean, he's, He's splitting snaps now with Tajay Spears, and he's just getting loaded box after loaded box. I really can, I'm concerned here, and if the game gets away from Tennessee, then you're going to go under that number. I caught it a little earlier in the week at 66.5, and I went under it. So, But I, I would still take it at 63.5, thinking that the Ravens can jump out here. I mean, the Titans are a stout run defense, and they're a pass funnel. They encourage you to pass the ball, which Todd Monken and the Ravens more than happy to do. Lamar Jackson with the low dot. Very safe throws to Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. So if you want to target either one of them, I have no problem going over their catch and yard total. For me, I'm going Lamar Jackson not to throw an interception. He's only thrown three picks in three of his, or three picks in his last 294 attempts. Again, we're talking low-risk throws, and the Titans' fifth lowest in pressure rate this season. So I don't think he's going to be rushed into a bad decision. James Cook, uh, missing action last week, even though he was on the field uh, for Buffalo Maybe some over props this week in a bounce back game against the Giants run defense in a game in which the Bills should have the lead? Oh, man, you're reading this perfect. <laughs> I've got him over 100 total yards in this game. You almost get two to one on your money here. The Giants' second most missed tackles per game this season, and over 62% of Cook's carries this season have come against light boxes. That's the 10th highest in the entire league because defenses are worried about Josh Allen and what he can do through the air and speaking of Allen like he's not running at the rate he had in years past you're talking almost half the number of carries he averaged last season so I think you're looking at 15 to 20 touches from Cook he's been over 25 receiving yards in three of his last four games so I think there's multiple avenues here to get him to 100 total yards in a game like you said the game should be in his favor as a near two touchdown favorite against the Giants so give me over 100 total yards almost double your money uh, it's a little frustrating, though, that the Bills kind of, like, take him out when they get into the red zone, though. So, like, stay away from the anytime touch, right? <laughs> yeah, for fantasy, we hate that. I mean, in a yardage prop, it's not the end of the world because if he doesn't get the five-yard touchdown, if he gets the 60 yards to get him down there, I'm okay. But, yeah, for fantasy, it's been irritating. Uh, when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, he has obviously just been incredibly stellar so far with his 49ers team. The Browns do have a good defense. Uh, maybe maybe without Miles Garrett, though, we kind of have to wait to see what's going on in that situation here. Uh, what do we do also with the potential weather that's headed for this game? 
Yeah, I think if you're going to play that game, you have to go Brock Purdy and probably under the passing yards. It's still a very modest 203 and a half. So that's that's not much for the MVP front runner right now on an offense that is clicking. But like you said, this Browns defense is nothing short of legit. They lead the league in pressure rate, and they're coming off their bye. They've got backup quarterbacks, so they do not want to maximize the number of possessions here. So if we're looking at a low-volume play day, Purdy's only attempted 30 passes once this season. I don't think he gets close to that number. So if we're talking 25, 27 pass attempts, he's got to be uber-efficient to get over to three-and-a-half passing yards. Not that he can't, but I'm not expecting it. So I'm going under 203-and-a-half for Brock Purdy. Gardner Minshew, revenge game at Jacksonville against a bad Jags pass defense. So, so over Minshew props? I don't mind where you're going. Instead, I'm gonna take, I'm just going to take the Colts against the spread. I mean, you've got the Jags coming back from London two weeks in a row over there, and they on Thursday night coming up here. This is the second time the Colts have seen the Jags this season. And you're just talking about a bad spot for the Jags. The Colts are a better defense and offense when it comes to third down conversion rate. Gardner Minshew, a backup quarterback, like you guys said, but he's one of the best in the game as far as that's concerned. I don't think there's a big difference between him and Anthony Richardson on the point spread, so I'll take the Colts with the four points, understanding that I think the money line's in play too. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network, PFNBetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060. Um, when it comes to what's going on with the Eagles and the Jets, we did find out about some injury news here for the Eagles on the defensive side of the ball with Jalen Carter as well as Darius Slay. Uh, but I also have to think that Brees Hall won't have the running lanes that he did against the Broncos defense. He's currently sitting at 56 and a half rushing yards. So what do we do with Hall, who, though, is healthy and getting more touches in this offense and flipping this on over to the Eagles side of things? Can they take advantage of the Jeffs, Jets kind of soft run defense with DeAndre Swift or J- uh, Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I like your angle there on a hall world. Uh, you mentioned the fantasy status of James Cook with the touchdowns. Fantasy world was going crazy with what Brees Hall was doing last week. We finally got him unleashed, <laughs> and he ripped apart a terrible Broncos defense. This is obviously night and day from that matchup. I, I don't mind going under his total at all. I think they get game scripted out of this rather quickly, and we've seen Philadelphia control the ball, control the clock, and limit the number of possessions for the other team. So brief under rushing, I think, makes a lot of sense. If I'm looking at the game as a whole, the Eagles to lead at halftime and win the game is minus 140 right now. I think they control this game from start to finish. Jalen Hurts just offers too high an offensive floor for Zach Wilson and company to keep pace with. So give me the Eagles to lead at half and full-time at minus 140, and I like your under bet on Hall as well. Lions and Buccaneers, total 42.5 in uh, many locations. That seems a little high to me. Is there any player props in that game that have caught your eye? I think we got to be paying attention to Jared Goff here. And if Amon Ross, St. Brown, his number one receiver, is active, I'm interested in anything and everything Jared Goff related. The Bucks are an elite run defense. They stock up down the middle. And that's where David Montgomery's been thriving. I'm a Packers fan. He killed the Packers. Over 30 carries, a couple of touchdowns a few weeks ago. But if they can't do that, then you're looking at a lot through the air. Again, the questionable secondary, they've looked better, and they had the bye week to get right here. But their golf, I mean, it's a road game, so you don't typically go golf on the road. But he has looked better. He's looked competent. You've got Amon Ra, like I said, if he's active, you've got Sam Laporta developing into a real threat at the tight end position. Josh Reynolds has been fine. If they could get Jameer Gibbs back and maybe feature him a little bit in the short passing game. So I'm looking 
toward Goff or Goff touchdown over one and a half also is appealing to me, assuming Amon Ross St. Brown success. Kyle Soppy, Pro Football Network, PFNbetting.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060, the extra points. Uh, the Seahawks, they're giving up the fewest yards per carry on the ground so far this season, so does that automatically mean we take Joe Mixon under his rushing yards and flipping this to the Seahawks offense? Who benefits from the Bengals' struggles in the run defense? If you're going to go Mixon, I'd be more likely to pick him to score a touchdown than I would under on any rushing prop. I don't mind your angle there. My concern is that if the Bengals' offense is actually on track, like what we saw last week, that maybe this is a positive game script for Mixon, and if he's getting 20 carries, he's probably going over that total, even if it's efficient. But you're talking the Seahawks, the worst red zone defense in the NFL right now. Joe Mixon basically even money to score an anytime touchdown. With T. Higgins, is going to continue to be banged up. So if you can take Jamar Chase out, Joe Mixon, the clear secondary option in that offense when it comes to touchdown equity so I, I'm going Joe Mixon to score a touchdown instead of messing around with his prop cars rushing on the other side of the ball goes yes it's been good but Kenneth Walker he's tough he's tough and coming off a bye I'm not too worried about Zach Charbonnet and I think they really do have to run to set a pass here you're looking at the ribs injury for K Metcalf that puts him in a little bit of a spot which means you know is going to have to be creative, and I think they feature the run more often than not. You're still talking a high total, 67 and a half, so it's probably a no play for me, but if I had to lean one way or the other on Kenneth Walker, it would be over rushing yards. All right. I've, I asked about Minshew before. The other side of that game, this is more of just a general question. What do you make of the Jags' offense and Trey Lawrence being this bad in the red zone, and also he's not getting the ball down the field with frequency? I'm confused. Man, that makes two of us. There is not one person on the face of this planet that was more in on the Jags this summer than I. And this is my first year at PFN, and I'm glad they've kept me around for five, six weeks here because that is not looking so great up to this point. But I think what we saw last week, we saw some minor steps in the right direction. He had a couple of fumbles, and that hurts, but he looks better throwing the ball at season high in yards per pass attempt. And the part that encouraged me, he got Ridley the ball. They were looking to get Ridley the Rock early and often. But he also had very efficient days to Christian Kirk. Zay Jones scores. Travis Etienne is rolling on the ground. So I think this offense is starting to pick up a little bit. They get a divisional opponent they've already seen, already put up 31 points against. I think we're nearing that breakout. And if not, this might be the last time I talk to you guys because I might not have a job. Bijan Robinson, uh, he was bottled up last week. Can the Commanders do something similar here, uh, you know, after the embarrassment that took place for them on Thursday night football? Uh, And then flipping this on over to uh, the commander side of things on the offense here, do we believe in this Falcons defense to to put some pressure on uh, Sam Howell? Believing in the Falcons' defense and putting pressure on Howell might be two different things. I think Howell can kind of run himself into a little bit of pressure. The Falcons' defense certainly has looked a little bit better. He's got A.J. Terrell, one of the elite corners in the game. And if he squared up against Terry McLaurin, that's kind of where I'm going here. would be under 50-and-a-half receiving yards for McLaurin. They've got four different guys on this offense averaging between 6.4 and 6.2 targets per game. So McLaurin, while he's the number one receiver, he's really not getting the wide receiver one treatment from his own team, and if the volume's not going to be there, and I don't trust the quality of targets to be that high, Jay Terrell is in his zip code on a regular basis. I'll go under 50 and a half <laughs> receiving yards for Terry McLaurin. As far as B. John Robinson, I mean, I'm a numbers dad, a spreadsheet guy, but if there's a guy that passes the eye test as much as anybody I've seen recently, it's B. John. I mean, he is a 
spare in the open field. He can make plays left, right, and center. I have no problem backing down in this matchup. You mentioned how embarrassed they were against the Bears offense. I guess that they're clicking, but they are nowhere near as potent as anything that Bijan Robinson offers right now. His totals looking at roughly 70 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards, 100 total yards. I don't mind going over any and all of those numbers. I think Bijan Robinson has a big week, and this is actually the first week of the season. He's my running back one for the week in fantasy. Hmm. Okay, last one for me. Somewhat sarcastic here, but somewhat a key word here. Do you know a bookmaker that would just like take action on whether Jimmy G or Mac Jones throw pick six in this game? Oh, pick six? I, I might be able to I might be able to field some of your action here. I'm not sure either one of them throws the ball enough because one of their teams trusts them. I mean Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll take his he'll be careful. Like I don't think he's gonna want to do that in a revenge spot. Mac Jones is a mess. He might not even play the whole game. So if he's not making a pass halftime, That's you might true. have to take New England quarterback pick six. Instead of just Mac Jones. But yeah, I could feel that for you. I'll give you even money. <laughs> Kyle, okay. Kyle, this has been fantastic. Before we let you go, though, is there anything that you like anytime touchdown score, rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards that you like that we haven't touched on? Uh, again, as far as against the spread goes, I'm going to take the Bears over the Vikings. You got a divisional game, they're getting a field goal. Minnesota, very blitz heavy. We've seen Justin Fields excel recently and he's got a yak guy in dj moore so they're bringing the heat it just takes one quick pass one quick juke and he's out of there so i'm looking for the bears to kind of keep this thing going six straight games for the vikings have been decided by a single possession so if you're giving me three points give me the bears to make it three good games in a row maybe a second win kyle thank you so much for your time filling in and uh hopefully we'll have more conversations with you in the future as well Appreciate you guys having me. Looking forward to it. Once again, he is Kyle Soppy there. Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com is where you can find all of the Pro Football Network uh, guys' work. It is now time for you to get involved with the $100 gift certificate from Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Caller number three is the winner of the $100 gift certificate. 602-260-1060 is the number. 602-260-1060. Caller number three, $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. And while you're at it, come with your weekend play. We're looking to go 7-0 since we've started the season as we're looking for some money for charity at season's end. 45-day dry-aged choice beef tomahawk rib steaks at $24.99 a pound, prime pork country-style ribs at $3.99 a pound, and fresh all-natural jumbo party-style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound are your weekend specials. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. Caller 3 is the winner, 602-260-1060. In addition to that, on the other side of the break, we answer today's poll questions the arizona cardinals are in la facing the rams sb nation radio is now sports map radio keeping sports content fresh and fun join us right here on kdus am 1060 Hi, I'm Governor Katie Hobbs. Abuse, neglect, and exploitation can happen to anyone. And for our adult population, it often goes unreported. But together, we can start the conversation. Speak Up AZ encourages you to speak out if you see signs of abuse, neglect, or exploitation. Abuse can be physical, emotional, or financial, and it can happen anywhere. Don't stay silent. Visit speakupaz.org to learn how to report your concerns. Let's create a safer Arizona for everyone. Speak Up Arizona, it's our responsibility. At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona, we want you to get the most from your health coverage so you can be your best, be healthy, and take advantage of your benefits. 
We know health insurance can get complicated. We get it. Our job is to make it easy. We're right here in Arizona. We love Arizona. We are Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. To see all the ways we care for Arizonans, go to azblue.com forward slash love az. Circle K's new free Inner Circle membership program is all about making it easy to reward you with the things you'll love. Sign up and save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Plus, get every sixth free on a tasty selection of Circle K products. We're talking piping hot pizza, fresh coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Every day, safe. Prepared. Informed. Every day, safety is our top priority. At APS, we consistently make updates to our electrical system to keep our crews and customers safe around electricity. Remember these tips. Put safety covers on wall outlets. Call 811 before you dig to have the location of underground wires marked and stay at least 100 feet away from downed power lines. For more ways to stay safe around electricity, visit APS.com slash brighter. Our Cox mobile plans are like a band. The more people you add, the better it sounds. So add more lines to save more. Pay as low as $30 per line when you add four or more gig unlimited lines. It's easy. I like the sound of that. Visit cox.com mobile. Four lines required for $30 per line price. Max of five lines. Prices exclude taxes, device activation, and other fees and charges, which are subject to change. Cox postpaid internet required. Other restrictions apply. REO Speedwagon, live in concert. November 14th, Celebrity Theater. All those legendary hits in concert. REO Speedwagon, on sale now at CelebrityTheater.com. Produced by Danny Zalisco Presents. Listener rewards for you with the KDUS 1060 app. Download today to hear all of the national and local shows you love. That's the KDUS 1060 app. right here on KDOS AM 1060. It is the Extra Point. Follow with us online at KDOS1060.com as well as uh, with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Thanks to Kyle Soppy from Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com for joining us in the previous segment for some prop bet conversation. If you missed the interview, you can always podcast over at KDOS1060.com. Let's get to today's poll questions here, and we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals who are on the road facing the LA Rams this Sunday here. Uh, Cardinals plus seven or Rams minus seven. I'm on uh, I'm on the Rams here. Uh, I just can't bring myself to take Cardinals. I have reasons, though. Uh, I was right about the Cardinals finally last week for the first in this season. As far as that game goes, I wasn't expecting the circumstances of that game to occur when they weren't going to cover the best receiver or maybe the best receiver in the NFL, uh, maybe the best healthy receiver right now in the NFL because Justin Jefferson's hurt. Uh, but anyway, my raisings, reasoning here. I think you make a pretty easy case that three of the Cardinals' five best players are James Conner, Buda Baker, and Jalen Thompson. Well, Conner and Baker are on IR. 
It doesn't look like, at least through yesterday, that Thompson was going to play this week with a hamstring injury. Uh, so there's, you know, obviously, you know, some of your those are NFL caliber players. They have so few of them. I can't imagine you could get by without all three of those guys in a game. So we'll see. Maybe that's wrong, but I don't think so. Also, I just don't know how they're going to stop the Rams pass game. Uh, the Cardinals have played five opponents so far. Three of the quarterbacks they faced, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, and Joe Burrow, have all had their best games of the season by far against the Cardinals. And now I think you can make a case that the Cardinals are facing the best, uh, or I should say, they, uh, the Rams have more good receivers on their team than any team the Cardinals have played so far, including Higby, the tight end. Uh, and the Cardinals have had issues against tight ends for a long time, even when their safeties have been healthy. So I, I just can't make much of a case for the Cards to hang in this game. I know the number's high, but I'm on the Rams laying the points, which is usually not my favorite thing to do in any sport. But in this case, I just can't really make much of a case for the Cardinals. I don't think they can run the ball, and I don't think they can defend the pass, which is the Rams' strength. Yeah, so just a couple of updates here, and certainly very concerning if Jalen Thompson can't play uh, for the Cardinals after the hamstring injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, and according to Darren Urban from uh, his Twitter account, he was the only player that was not seen working in the open portion of practice this morning. So that doesn't seem to be a trend uh, for him to be out on the field, but at least maybe a trend for some of the other players uh, who have not been practicing this week to get back out there um, or some of the players in the limited capacity but when it comes to the game here you know I don't think and I think maybe we were in the same boat here about that we didn't think the Rams were going to be all that great but they have certainly been better than we thought they were going to be Matthew Stafford is playing really well he seems uh, locked in despite a revolving cast of characters on his offensive line uh, playing really well getting Cooper Cup involved last week Puka still getting uh, plenty of targets and he becomes a serious threat along with Cooper Cup to this Cardinals swilling secondary and if you don't have Jalen Thompson and, and you kind of just don't have the the players in position to be able to keep up with the speed etc of what uh the space that's created for cooper cup and puka could be a long day for for the cardinals defense so then the question is can the cardinals offensively keep up with that and i think that the rams defense is certainly vulnerable they don't create a ton of sacks uh, they don't create a ton of pressure so the question is can josh dobbs and company protect the football i think they have the ability to move the ball up and down the field I do think the loss of James Connor is going to be a really big deal for this Cardinals team but maybe not as big of a deal facing this Rams defense um, with all of that said I think the Rams win the game but maybe seven points is a little too much I'll add one more thing I don't know what the prop bet is on uh, the prop numbers for Higby I would uh, maybe look into bet betting Higby over uh, either one you know you know touchdown or passing yards because i think the cardinals are atrocious against tight ends so he's plus 220 for any touchdown score so that's a nice little number there and then for i would do i would do that if i were you if, if I, you're in the prop betting market that would seem to be a good idea uh tyler higby receiving props 33 and a half yards for him okay so that's like two or three catches for him i would imagine that he could get that so I think all this attention to all the wide receivers, Higby's kind of lost in the shuffle. And uh, Stafford has a history 
Detroit and L.A.'s. He likes to throw to tight ends. Uh, the masses are on the Rams minus seven side of things at 53% of the vote. Cardinals plus seven at 47%. This is KDOS 1060.com's full question. Uh, the game gets underway Sunday, 125 on Fox. Flipping this on over to Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. It's a big Pac-12 contest between the undefeated Oregon Ducks and the undefeated Washington Huskies. So what happens Saturday afternoon in Seattle or plus three or UW minus three? Uh, the question here is, can Oregon's defense limit Michael Penix Jr. Uh, because of just how successful he has been this season? Oregon's offense, I think, has an opportunity here to run the football, be really effective, and also kind of limit some possessions for uh, UW. So there's a lot of kind of chess pieces here of, of who excels in what areas and what strengths then counter that on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Nix... He has had a reputation of being bad on the road, Bo Nix, but I think he's been actually pretty solid this season, but certainly his numbers are overshadowed but what, by what Michael Penix Jr. is doing. So just protecting the football, allowing the ground game to have success, I think allows Oregon to have a good uh, plan in place to win this game. Uh, if they win this game or at least cover the three, I would be on the Oregon plus three side. I'm on Oregon to, in fact, uh, maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line here to win the game. Uh, but uh, I think that they clearly have the better line play on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, Washington's done a really good job pass protecting, uh, but their rush defense and their overall defense is not good. They don't have much of a pass rush. Yeah, the one thing that's still in the back of my mind here, and I'm not going to flush it unless Oregon wins this game tomorrow, is I watched Oregon play at Texas Tech, and they were lucky to win that game, and that was their toughest road game so far until tomorrow. But I just think that there are too many intangibles or you know constants, it would be a better word, uh, much more faith in the Oregon offensive line and the defensive front than I do the Washington side of the ball in both of, the, both of those uh, instances. And I'm still got a problem with the – the fact that Washington couldn't slow down the U of A at that time, it was, you know, you know, Fafita was in, the, you, know, you know, he was making his first start. And then the fact that Washington allowed 30 some points to Cal. The masses are on the Oregon side of things here at 87.5% uh, of the vote. UW 12.5% on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. A couple of things that stand out to me that uh, certainly Ted Robbins, who you had on the program in the 9 o'clock hour, brought up is that Oregon's success that they have had on the road at Washington and also uh, that both of these teams are coming off of a bye. So there's not necessarily one team uh, was completely beat up in a, in a hard-fought contest you know, against Utah or something last week that they're both coming in off of a bye. That's a really good point, no doubt. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you know, I'm not too sure whether, you know, definitely uh, was, I didn't know about the Oregon's history. I actually did as soon as he said it. I didn't remember it. Oregon's had all this success in Seattle. A, Washington is a better team this year than they have most of those years, and Oregon was clearly the superior team. And then I don't, you know, not even you know, coaching staff, Bo Nix, Many of the players for Oregon, the running back that uh, escapes my – I can't remember his name at the moment, but he transferred in. None of these guys were at Oregon when they last played against Washington last year, uh, two years ago in, in, uh, in Seattle. 
Last year, the Knicks was actually beat up a little bit in this game, and they still only lost 37-34. Some interesting play calling by Kenny Dillingham in that game, by the way, uh, then the Oregon offensive coordinator. Uh, but, uh, you know, just to add a couple of things that I didn't mention before. We will wrap up this Friday edition of Extra Point on the other side of the break, Friday, October 13th. Once again, Von Hans Meats and Spirits. Pay them a visit, 2390 North School in Chandler. And congratulations to our winner of the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. He is on the Bears plus three for the weekend. So feeling the good vibes from Thursday night football. The Vikings losing Justin Jefferson. We'll see what happens in that contest. But the Bears plus three at home is what we're rooting for as we're looking to go seven and oh. Wrapping it all up for the week and for today on the side of the break, Bob Camp, Kayla Mortolaro with you. downloaded the KTUS 1060 app yet? Download Day and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Get ultimate durability, extreme weather performance with Rain-X Advantage wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase a pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper blades and save $10, plus get two times O-Rewards points. Professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Pepperoni lovers, it's time for Peter Piper Pizza's new extreme pepperoni pizza. Loaded with the tastiest sliced and diced pepperonis. Enjoy a large extreme pepperoni or any large salty pizza and snag a large cheese pizza for just $11 more. Bring the family for a night of family fun or order online at peterpiperpizza.com. Extreme pepperoni, available for a limited time. Only at Peter Piper Pizza. Made fresh, families made happy. The most anticipated rock edition turns. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live in concert. Presented by 100.7 KSLX. Sunday, December 3rd, two shows, Footprint Center. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestras, the ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, and more. If your home or business just isn't giving you the joy it once did, it's time for a refresh. Contact your local CertiPro painters and put the power of pro to work for you. That's CertiPro's power of doing the job right, on time and on budget. The power of proven experts with the skills to refresh, rejuvenate, and reinvigorate your home or business. Get your project started today at CertiPro.com. The power of pro. Each starter pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. Lowe's knows fall is the perfect time for outdoor projects. Right now you can keep your yard looking its best and safe. Take care of leaves with leaf blowers starting at just $89.98. Lowe's knows home improvement while size last. See store for details. Hi, I'm Kyle at Blindster.com. Since 2010, Blindster has sold millions of custom blind shades and shutters to satisfied customers across the country with 20,000 five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Custom blinds at low prices and free shipping. Blindster.com. I'm Aaron Decker with This Day in Sports here on KDUS AM 1060. 
On this day in 1962, Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice was born in Starkville, Mississippi. Drafted by the San Francisco 49ers with the 16th pick in the 1985 NFL Draft, Rice was named the NFC Rookie of the Year following his first season. Through his 20 seasons played, Rice was a three-time Super Bowl champion and made the Pro Bowl 13 times. Rice still holds the record of many wide receiver statistics such as receptions, touchdowns, and receiving yards. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2010. That's the edition of This Day in Sports on KDUS AM 1060, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Must be 21 or older to bet. I'm Aaron Decker. Now back to KDUS Programming. I'll turn those picks into gold. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show, here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. Thirteenth edition of the Extra Point, right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by SuperBook Sports. Ob, it's thank you time. All right, thanks for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else. So to the cracks, also our guests today around the Pac-12 with Ted Robinson. We have previews of uh, Oregon and Washington, UCLA at Oregon State, also USC and Notre Dame. Timely to have Ted on today because he went to Notre Dame and he's seen like three or four USC games this year, so that was good. Also, our weekly prop bet update this week with Kyle Soppy of Pro, Pro, uh, Pro Football Network. Sound today courtesy of Fox, ESPN, WIP in Philadelphia. Those Philadelphia announcers are pretty excited last night. <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime Video and also Pac-12 Networks. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Kayla and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. Up next, from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. In addition to that, NAU football is uh, taking on Portland State. That'll be a pregame at noon. Kickoff at 1 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. We have Colts at Jags for you. Pregame 9.30, kick at 10 a.m. AM on Sunday here. Uh, you know, one of the things that we didn't really touch on today because uh, we had so many other fun things to talk about and the game was just awful. It was the Chiefs and the Broncos contest with the Chiefs getting a 19 to 8 win. The Chiefs now do have the longest active winning streak over a team with 16 straight wins here against the Broncos. And at one point, late in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson had just 57 yards. Uh, He ended up finishing 13 of 22, 95 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. But I think most concerning here is that this is multiple weeks in a row for this Chiefs offense to kind of be stagnant. I mean, you can't run the ball against what the Broncos have been giving up. Isaiah Pacheco just 16 carries, 62 yards. Uh, A little concerning, I would say. Maybe people start paying attention to me talking about the Chiefs offensive line. It's just not the right tackle. Their offensive line has not performed at a even, I think, a average level. At best, it's what it is. 
They're on wide receiving situations, bad. And now Watson went down with a really bad-looking injury last night. Uh, so we'll see what's going on with that. That guy. I, I think they that said dislocated is... elbow. Ooh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, so they've, you know, they're, they're, they've not been reluctant to add in the trade market. And there's going to be some receivers out there in the trade market in the next couple of weeks here. So I'd be surprised if they went out and added a wide receiver. Also, remember the Chiefs' red zone was really bad in 2021 offensively. It's not been good this year either, and it certainly wasn't good last night. Uh, and I don't know what the hell Andy Reid is doing sometimes with these trick plays when he doesn't really seem to need them. And that happened again last night. Multiple different attempts on those trick plays. And, uh, yeah, when you're – I guess you're looking for a spark, but I still wouldn't want to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, uh, especially when you need some offensive momentum and some continuity, I guess. And and give it to Pacheco. I mean, that dude's a stud. Once again, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Weekend Specials, 45-day dry-age choice beef tomahawk rib steaks at $24.99 a pound, prime pork country-style ribs at $3.99 a pound, fresh all-natural jumbo party-style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound, 2390 North Alma School Road. Give them a visit. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix.